Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Season game? Is that where we're at now? Won the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> All right, maybe a slight overreaction there, but a little bit, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Jesus, you're like the anti-Mark Madden. Yeah, well, I mean, this is obviously going to be a very, very Steeler-heavy show, but we also have a whole lot of other stuff to talk about. We'll get to the Steelers uh, a little bit later on. Going to cover some other stuff first, um, but yeah, I just I felt we had to uh, kick that off. I mean, come on, not just the Hall of Fame. <laughs> we got game. a punter. <laughs> Not just the Hall of Fame game, but, I mean, the the whole Hall of Fame weekend, there's five Steelers going in, and so, yeah, we'll get all to all that after a bit. Uh, like I said, lots of stuff sports-wise, and uh, got a couple movies to talk about, and I guess we'll kick it off with the sad news of the day, and that is that Bobby Bowden has passed away this morning at the age of 91, I believe, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And as a Gator fan, uh, you know, I definitely didn't like Florida State. Right. But it was hard not to like Bobby Bowden. Mm-hmm. I mean, just he was good old boy, um, quick-witted. You know, he was just – he was entertaining to listen to and obviously a hell of a coach. So uh, rest in peace to Bobby Bowden. Um it was announced a few weeks ago that he was terminally ill, so it's not like it was a surprise. Plus, he's ninety-one, so yeah. but a, a legend for sure. And uh, I wouldn't necessarily say gone too soon, but you know, is what it is. Yeah. Rest in peace, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, other stuff. Last night, UFC two sixty-five. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. No, you I didn't. caught some of the main event. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the. The co-main event, uh, Jose Aldo um, mm-hmm. fighting. I didn't realize he moved all the way down to 130. Jesus. And he looked phenomenal. Really? Yes. I mean, it was a great fight. Went the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Pedro something or other. 
Um, but they were slugging and, and Aldo, I think landed, what was it? It was 50 to 60% of his significant strikes. And there were a lot of them. I mean, wow. they were fucking going at it. And, uh, I don't know. I think 130 uh, might be a, a good spot for Aldo. Pedro Moon, Moonhouse? Moon, Moonhouse? Munoz. Munoz. Oh, is it Munoz? Yeah, Munoz. No. That was it. Um, but yeah, great fight. Uh, and then we get to the main event. Derek the Black Beast Lewis uh, for the interim heavyweight championship because Ngano is uh, injured. Is he injured or was it just that he... I think... I think he did have some kind yeah, of medical maybe. whatever, but... Uh, fighting against Cyril Gan, who I had never heard of until last night. Um, but a lot of people are going to know his name now because he dominated that fight. Yeah. Uh, and I felt so horribly bad for Derek Lewis. Yeah, me too. In his hometown, fighting right. for the championship and just interim championship. Well, yeah. Um, but, but just got outclassed. I mean, that, the dude, big French guy, moves like a middleweight mm -hmm. and just chopped him down with leg kicks, kept his distance, wouldn't let Lewis, you know, get in close to, to land one of those uh, hammer right hands. And you could tell in that round when the legs started to go, then he went in on the attack. And Lewis still threw a couple haymakers, but he just, he had literally didn't have a leg to stand on mm -hmm. and then got caught and beat down. And you could tell that uh, he was feeling pretty bad because I don't know if you watched the post fight mm -mm. when they're getting ready to announce typically a main event and Rogan wasn't there. It was uh, DC that was doing the post fight. Well, in the main event, they always interview both. And you could tell DC behind um, the ref was standing there with, with gone and D or, uh, Lewis was still on the mat sitting against cage DC walked over to him and he was only there for a second. So Lewis, he wanted no part of the post fight. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, I really like Lewis entertaining, but just, I mean, he's got to be heartbroken. Yeah. I felt really bad too. And I tell you what, Nganu is kind of the same style of fighter as Lewis, although a little bit better version of mm -hmm. it. But if this guy can keep him, at distance, the way he did Derek Lewis, uh, we we might be seeing a, a new uh, new regime in the heavyweight division because right. guy he he looks strong for somebody I'd never heard of, who's right. now I believe ten and zero in in his professional career. Um, so yeah, yeah, hats off to him. Uh, other news, uh, just a real quick mention for uh, we talked about the the big sell off with the Cubs. Mm baseball and everything all three of the guys being Rizzo Bryant and Baez hit home runs in their debut yeah. um that they, they've all done fairly well but Rizzo has been just on fire yeah. since going to New York yeah it's, his on-base percentage is like 1200 and yeah he's killing it in, in New York and again try and say this without throwing up in my mouth a little bit uh, I, that's who I'm rooting for at this point. Is I just I'd like to see Rizzo get another ring before he calls it a career. Yeah. Huh. At, at the expense of <coughs> the Yankees getting the, the Yankees getting another title. Yeah. Um, NBA free agency kicked off last week, and 
I can't remember a free agency period that was this crazy hmm. with trades and signings and everything. Um, our hometown Bulls, they're they're trying. Yeah, um, they picked up Lonzo Ball, which as a player that's awesome, but as a fan who now is going to be exposed to Lamar Ball a yeah. lot, not not a fan of that, but it is what it is. Uh, I do like getting Lonzo. Uh, also, a sign and trade deal got Demar Derozan. Also picked up um, Alex Caruso, the the guy that looks like he's fifty. You know, balding white dude, Lakers, great right. great defensive player, good shooter. Saw a meme that put it perfectly. It's kind of weird that Michael Jordan's now the second greatest player in Bulls history. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So again, they're they're trying. The problem is everybody in the the East, not everybody really, but the East got. Really, really strong. Uh, the Heat picked up Lowry and re-signed a couple of their own guys. So they're going to be back. Um, the Nets, everybody was speculating that Durant might go somewhere, but he is going to re-sign. Um, the Knicks made a couple of big moves. So the East is going to be highly, highly competitive next year. Of course, you got the champion Bucks, who did lose P.J. Tucker, but the core of their team is still going to be there. So... Uh, East is going to be fun to watch. Uh, Kawhi uh, voided the last year of his contract, but he is coming back. Um, the Suns, the big question mark was, would Chris Paul take the money and run, go somewhere else, or would he recognize what they are doing in Phoenix and come back? And he chose the latter, so he is back. So Phoenix is going to make another run. And, of course, we, we know what the Lakers did. They went out and got... Uh, Russell Westbrook, and I, we briefly talked about that last week about how you know he's a cancer. Any, I still think he is. And then they basically had to re-sign the entire roster, and they are the oldest team in the NBA. Yeah, um, they got Melo, kind of kind of neat how Melo and LeBron came in the league at the same time, and now they're on the same team. Granted, Melo is not what he once was, but he can still you know provide strong either off the bench or if he starts, depends. Um, but either way, it's on paper, they look like a great team, but they are old. And I'm sure that you've heard the term load management. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of load management yeah. with, with L.A. because I don't think they are going to go out and try and chase 60, 70 wins. Mm -hmm. They're going to try and get a – four or five seed at best or at worst, just not the play in if they continue that system, which they probably will, which is stupid. Um, but the key is, can they stay healthy and can they mesh a as a team? Can Westbrook, you know, kind of stand down to LeBron and, and do that. So it, it's going to be, as a Bulls fan, I'm excited because it's finally looking like we're going to at least – be contenders. I'm not going to bullshit anybody and say that all oh, the Bulls are going to the title, but at least now uh, we can go into the season optimistic that, mm -hmm. that we're going to do something. Um, I don't know how the dynamic is going to be with Lowry or not Lowry, uh, DeRozan ball and um, Zach Levine, but you know, they could run a three-guard lineup. And they also got Kobe White at, at point guard, who is no slouch. So uh, the guard play is going to be good. 
kind of weak in the forward spots. We'll see how the development of uh, last year's rookie comes along. And we got Vucevic playing the center. So, again, something to little, be a little bit excited about. Team USA got their shit together and they won the gold. Uh, basically silencing all the critics of including myself. Yeah. Um, I Durant basically put the team on his back and, and carried him to gold and kudos to him. And they beat uh, France in the gold medal game, Australia in the semis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca did everything he could, but just couldn't take his team to the, uh, to the promised land, got uh, beat by France in the semis. Uh, I didn't see. Did you happen to see if, who won the bronze? I did not. I'll look that up right now. I'd say it was either Slova- Slo- what is it, Slovenia or Australia. And not sure. Just kind of stalling for time. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to. Nobody cares. It's the bronze. Who gives a shit? Third place. Australia. Okay, so Luca did not win a bronze medal. Australia did. All right. So that brings us to the NFL. And we got to watch football on Thursday. Yes. Wasn't very wasn't very pretty football, but it was football. And and look, the Hall of Fame game is never pretty football. Um we saw it a few years ago and Yeah, we went and I mean that game was even worse. Yeah. Um and our team on paper was better. But uh yeah, a lot of guys didn't play. Um uh, Ben didn't dress, Juju didn't dress, a lot of Dallas's players didn't dress. But again, it was football. Mm-hmm. And and I'm happy to have it back. Um when it's over, your team it Yeah, yeah. That's I with a I lot of young guys I as well. You know, I probably wouldn't have watched every snap with any other team, but I would have watched some just because right. it's football. But, yeah, I did watch uh, the entire game because it is our team. And uh, I come away with it with some positives, some negatives. You know, you, you can't read a whole lot into it, but you look for some things and, and things that can be built upon. And I did see some, some strong stuff. Um, saw some bad stuff, too. Uh, we'll start with the, with the bad Mason Rudolph was bad. Mm. Um, he did have the one, the one pretty pass to Claypool. Other than that, it, he had a couple of, of really bad passes thrown behind his receivers. Um, I know they just signed him to that, whatever, one or two year extension, but I'm pretty sure one year. Yeah. Yeah. I just based off of what I'm hearing out of camp. And what I saw Thursday night, I'm not going to be surprised if he's the odd man out. Yeah. With with salary cap issues that we have and everything, I don't know what the ramifications would be if they were to cut him, but I think he is going to have to put together a strong, strong performance over the course of the next couple of few games to to save his job. Um, a couple missed tackles, again, most of which by guys that were, you know, that probably won't have a uniform in four weeks. Right. Um, Marcus Allen, though, did not look great, and and he is vying for that kind of quarter dime linebacker slash defensive back. Mm-hmm. He he did not look strong. Um. Other than that, 
you know, didn't really see anything. Uh, Spillane, again, not great. Yeah. Uh, looked like he was out of place a couple times. Hopefully it's just chalked up to, you know, first game and base coverage too. Yeah. 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 You never, you're not going to see too many wrinkles in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, And now the good. And again, I saw quite a few things. A few of them were pointed out uh, by our friends at SteelerNation.com. But um, one of the things that I liked was Dwayne Haskins' decision decision making. Mm hmm. Uh, on if you look at his stats, nothing jumps off the the page at you. Like okay, that's pretty pedestrian. But if you watched him, he did the play action. He went through his progressions and he found who he was looking for. And I like to see that. You know, it shows that maybe he's kind of starting to grasp the pro game. Granted, very limited action. I want to see more throughout preseason. I'd like to see him get a start, and I think he might before it's all said and done, or at least get significant time mm-hmm. um because i think that the arm is there i mean everything is there for Dwayne haskins except the head mm-hmm. and if the head comes around maybe he could be a good quarterback and maybe. and maybe he could be the guy um but i did like what i saw there dobbs looked strong uh in limited action i liked what i saw with Najee. he hit the hit the hole hard and when there wasn't a hole he would still fall forward move the pile and if you look at his stats again nothing comes off the page. But if you take away the the last run where the offensive line just completely laid down and he lost four yards, he was at over four yards a carry if you take away that last shitty carry that he had. Um, I liked uh, Raider, the tight end, mm-hmm. got a chance and showed some good stuff blocking and made a nice catch down the sideline. Um, so he could push for that third tight end spot. Obviously, he's not going to uh, uproot Freemuth or uh, Eric Ebron. Um, what else did we have? Uh, Dan Moore, the tackle that we got, uh, looked strong in his limited action, and there's reports out of camp that he's really looking good to the point where he, he might be pushing Okafer for the starting job before oh, wow. it's all said and done. Um, I like Kellen Balage, Balage, run strong, mm. and they even said it in the game. That touchdown run mm-hmm. reminded me a lot of Le'Veon Bell. He took the handoff, he kind of shuffled along the line, took a stutter step, waited, and then fucking went mm-hmm. and, and powered in, showed some good strength getting across the goal line. Uh, that was very nice to see. Um, And then punter. Yeah. That dude's a stud. Look, I hate to be, you know, excited. I don't hate to be, but it's it's weird to be excited about a punter. But anybody that follows Pittsburgh football knows that we have kind of struggled in that area of late. Um, I don't, I can't remember the last truly good punter we had. Uh, Daniel Sepulveda, Sepulveda was strong, yeah. but this guy, uh, Presley Harvin. Three punts inside the 10, mm-hmm. including just a beautiful raindrop that died right on the one. It yeah. hit the one, bounced about two feet in the air, and, and fell straight down. Just amazing. Then he had the 51-yard boot corner, uh, coffin corner kick Yeah, that uh, you so famously talked to Pat McAfee about. Right. Uh, so, yeah, again, 
excited about a punter? Yeah, because, you know, when you have a defense like ours, if you have a punter that can pin them deep, that all that's going to do is create more opportunities for our offense. Yeah, especially with our what assuming our defense is what we think it will be and which I I see no reason yeah. Um why it wouldn't. That yeah, there that's a huge difference that oh, you start your drive at the 20, you got to score 8 go 80 yards to score on our defense. No, you start your drive at the 5, you have to go Yeah. 95. Yeah, I so. I like those odds. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take that every single time. Um I will definitely be getting a Presley Harvin. I I joked at halftime. I sent Dylan a text. I said they need to sign this guy to like a fifteen year extension right now in in the locker room because yeah. uh, it's nice to have a, a punter locked up that you just it's a done deal. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, like I will definitely be getting. Uh, I'm sure Pat McAfee will make a for the brand shirt for him, and I will be purchasing it for sure. Yeah, I, I might have to do that. Yeah, uh, Alex Highsmith. Again, very limited action, but he looked very, very strong. He played like he he did what he's supposed to do against a backup, and that is destroy him. He was in the, the Cowboys' backfield almost every pass play, um, ended up with, a, uh, what, one sack, one and a half sacks, a few pressures, QB hits. So um, with Melvin Ingram now there, I – I like how our three-man outside linebacker rotation is is shaping up. If if well, there's no if. We'll talk about Watt in a minute. Um, again, we talked about Najee Harris. Special teams uh, coverage was good. Our special teams kicking kick game not so much, but they right. gave Chris Boswell the night off because they signed this guy Sam Sloman. I don't. I guess maybe to trot somebody out there because you know what you got already in Chris Boswell, mm-hmm. and Sloman did not do himself any favors. Um, missed what was it? Two field goals or field goal? I know he missed a field goal. He missed an extra point. Then he did hit a forty-eight yarder. Right. But yeah, too little, too late. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he wasn't going to make this team anyway. It was kind of one of those things where maybe he can get his name out there for a team that. We see teams shuffle kickers at least four or five times during the season. You'll see a team that that signs a new kicker because either a their kicker sucks or their kicker gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And Sloman didn't do himself any favors. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that I mean that pretty much wraps it up for the Hall of Fame game. We win sixteen to three. Uh, it's something to build off of. Again, my my opening of the show. More of a joke than anything. I don't think we're going to win the Super Bowl based on that performance, but it's football and I'm happy. Right. Um, while we're on the Steelers, um, we talked briefly about TJ Watt's situation, how we didn't know if he was hurt or whatever, and now we know that he's not. It is basically a what I will call a soft holdout, mm. and that is that he's not going to – he doesn't want to practice until he gets his new deal. Can't say I blame him. Right. You know, he's he's probably going to become, if not one of, if not the highest paid defensive players in football. Right. Rightfully so. So why would you risk, you know, playing in a preseason game or, you know, before that contract is signed? Mm-hmm. So I don't blame him. Um, I, in fact, I, I give him kudos because a lot of times in situations like this, you'll see a player go public. And make a big stink about it. I mean, yeah. fuck. 
can't count how many times we've seen that happen. Right. And T.J. Watt has not said a word about it. So kudos to him for keeping it in-house. And, and Rooney has said that, you know, that is priority one. Um, and, and it should be. So that's what's going on with that. Uh, did you have anything else? Football-related? Steeler-related. Um, no. No. Football-related? Uh, I have a few things. Darius Leonard just signed an extension. Yeah, linebacker for the Colts. I uh, believe he's now the highest-paid inside, inside linebacker in the NFL. Uh, Xavier Howard, who has been talked about in trade discussions since the beginning of camp, has restructured his deal, and it looks like he they made him happier. I hmm. uh, don't know if that means he's going to end up staying with them throughout his career. Maybe he's still going to test free agency, but um, I think they at least squashed the whole trade me thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Wilson made his debut in the green what green and white game or whatever the hell they call it in New York. I don't know. They, they have a scrimmage game at MetLife and Zach Wilson was horrible. Hmm. 11 of 24 for only 112 yards, two interceptions in seven possessions against the Jets defense. Yeah. Not a, not a good start. Three points. He led them to three points in seven possessions. Two picks. All right. So, again, he's a rookie, um, but not a very good debut for a guy that is supposed to be the savior, and they just shit-can Sam Darnold to to bring this guy in. Another reason to hate Adam Gase, potentially, if he ended up screwing them out of Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson ends up being a massive bust, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they – they will run him out of town quickly. Um, well, he got fired. They already did run him out of town. But or yeah, I guess he's not working anywhere, right? He's That's a, right. They got Salah, Robert Salah. Yeah, Adam Gase is currently a offensive coordinator at a high school. That's not a joke. He literally is. Wow. Yeah. Not the head coach. The offensive coordinator. At least he's working. Yeah. 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 But see, here's the thing. He's he's still getting paid by the Jets because they fired him. Right. So th- there was a contract there, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a one-year contract or two or however long he was there. But either way, he's still getting paid. Right. Um, Carson Wentz. We we didn't know. We we speculated. Would, but now we know that he had surgery, and it's still not set in stone. Uh, but they're saying five to twelve weeks. That yeah. that's a hell of a range. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, I still haven't really heard the exact injury. Um, I don't know exactly what the injury was, but I know it was dating back all the way to high school. That he just it was this weird injury that just never came up before, and finally and, was aggravated. And the and, same day, the uh. Next day, Quentin Nelson. Yeah, okay, next day, yeah. Quentin Nelson got diagnosed basically with the same thing. They're saying that his, maybe it's not as bad because they're only saying he's going to be out five or six weeks. I heard five to 12 for him, too. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, well, unless there you go. Unless it's that info so you're updated. So your quarterback and your all-world offensive lineman potentially out half the season. Yeah. Uh, not a good start for the Colts. And, of course, that started up all the, the talk. Um, with Nick Foles and 
uh, who was the other one they were mentioning? Philip Rivers. No, well, I was going to say that but there was somebody other than Foles that they were talking about a possible trade that they could make for him. And of course, Philip Rivers stoked the fire by saying that he's him. He himself is not ruling out a comeback, but he also kind of put a, to me, put a qualifier on it. Like I'm not coming back for a shitty team or I'm not coming back as a placeholder. He said that, that if a team needs help, you know, that they're in a good position at the, at the end of the year, then he would consider coming back. Now, He's also a high school football coach, so that's part of the reason it has to be at the end of the year. Yeah. Now, I think he might go back to the Colts, but at this point I don't think that's going to be the case. And the Colts are kind of playing like we're comfortable with the quarterbacks that we have. We'll see. Jacob Eason and Sam Ellinger. I don't know about that. Yeah. Good luck. They did sign uh, the backup. who was Green Bay's backup. Hunley? Yeah, Brett Hunley, who is now the only quarterback on the roster that has taken an NFL snap. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see what their attitude is come week three, week four of the preseason after they've seen these guys in action uh, against some, some better competition. Um, Nick Foles said that he would be open to a trade, <laughs> which, again, like we said, he would be going back to a system that he knows, a coach that he knows, that won a Super Bowl with. So I, I wouldn't at all be surprised if Foles, you know, drops the clipboard in Chicago and ends up back in Indy. What 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 better way to to go and save another Carson Wentz team? Right. You know, it seems to be his forte. Um, Dak Prescott. We already knew he's injured, but there's speculation now that it might be a little more serious simply because they're not really telling us anything. Hmm. And Jerry Jones kind of blows it off, and Dak's kind of blowing it off. But I did read that this morning he was scheduled to start some light throwing, which, what is it? What is, what's light throwing? Like, you just... Playing catch in a room? Yeah. like With a Nerf ball, maybe? Little little 10-yard lobs or something, yeah. just to... Um, but, yeah, the... the I don't know if I'm a Cowboys fan, I would I would be a little more than concerned about the the fact that he hasn't returned to practice after what they initially described as just a shoulder strain and here he is he has not participated in a day of camp yet. So we'll see how that goes. Um do you have anything else football? Nope. No. Oh, Hall of Fame. Duh. Oh, yeah. Well it's Saturday yeah. or Sunday. So, so we, we we got to see the class of 2020 and the Centennial class going yesterday, uh, which was what, 12? Mm-hmm. 12, 12 guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, including three Steelers. And it was it was really cool to see the crowd. I mean, we, we witnessed it Four, when, when Bettis was there. Four Steelers, technically. Bill Nunn. That's today. Oh, that is today? It was three yesterday, oh, two sorry, today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that crowd. I mean, it, it, it might they might as well have had it at Heinz Field. Right. There was a sprinkling of Cowboy fans because mm-hmm. they had a, a pretty good group going in this weekend as well. But yeah, that place was was Steeler Nation and Berman. Berman acknowledged it. Uh, it was funny. Um, Troy Palomalu, in my opinion, kind of stole the show. A uh, great speech, mm-hmm. really uh, describing what it's like to be a Steeler and everything, and paid homage to the legends and. 
Dick LeBeau that presented him. Um, really cool what they did for him, too, because he was cleared to go to the Hall of Fame the day of. The day, yeah. Which means he missed the gold jacket ceremony the night before. So yep. they stuck, kicked off the night by giving him his own gold jacket ceremony, which was pretty cool. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah, he tested positive. They didn't know. And, yeah, I read uh, basically yesterday morning that he was given the, the okay, and he that's that's why if you watched, he was up there the only person with a mask on. Which of course took it off when he did his speech and everything, but sitting around the other people, he always had his mask on, even if it was under his nose for a good part of the time. Which it's another show for another day. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. Um, he was uh, of the three Steelers that went in. His speech, in my opinion, was the best. Cowers wasn't bad. It just, I don't know. I, I, I agree. I expected more. How do I say this without sounding like a ungrateful disrespect i expected more entertainment from cower but he was very you know family and talked about his wife and his late wife his late wife uh, I mean, it was a great speech but again i i kind of wanted to see a little fire out of him and mm. i think you know at the very least he should have got up there and apologized to all the players and coaches that he spit on over the years <laughs> um donnie shell was awesome to see him get in uh, much deserved member of the 70 steel curtain and to me they're still missing one who hopefully before it's all said and done he will he will get his time even though he's not around to see it anymore uh, but i i still firmly believe that lc greenwood needs needs a spot in the hall of fame all right i knew that's who you're gonna say yeah it's it's ridiculous that he's not in there as great as joe green was Joe Green would not have had the career that he had had he not been playing with a guy like like L.C. Greenwood. So that'll uh, that'll wrap it up for our sports section. Uh, today, being Sunday, we get to see Alan Fanica and uh, Bill Nunn go in, as well as some other legends like Peyton so, Manning, Charles Woodson. Let me ask a quick question. So you didn't watch any of the other speeches? A uh, little bit. I, I, Jimmy Johnson's I thought was really I did good. not get to see Jimmy's because, like I told you, the recording issue. Uh, so, no, I did not get to see Jimmy's. I would, I will watch Jimmy's because – Jimmy's was very you good, know, yeah. As much as I hate the fucking Cowboys, I respect Jimmy Johnson. I like him as an analyst. and you know. So, yeah, yeah I, I will check that out. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, today we'll have another uh, – Eight guys go in, or is it six, seven? Something. I don't know. A normal class. Obviously, the twenty twenty was the the regular class plus the what they call the centennial class, and um, so that's why it was so large. But today, the twenty twenty one class goes in, and I think Peyton will be very entertaining. I gotta imagine he's closing out the night. I would think so. Yeah. Um, Charles Woodson obviously going in. Yep. Uh, Michigan. Yep. Um. Steve Atwater from yesterday was mm-hmm. good. Who else is going in today? Oh, why don't Peyton I just... Manning. Oh, no, that's the 2020. Calvin Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Calvin Megatron. Drew Pearson, which really good to see him finally yeah, get into. Yeah, that's, that's long overdue. Long, long overdue. No, I totally can't remember who's all going in. I think I just listed everybody. All right. Well, then enough of that. Yeah. All right. So, moving on. I've been talking this whole time. Talk to me. Okay. Suicide. I'm sorry. The Suicide Squad. You going to lead off with that, really? Yeah. What? 
What else would we talk about? I don't know. I got a couple things. Fast 9. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. Okay, go ahead and get that out of the way. Fast 9. What a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look. I was a fan of the series for a while. Um, But this is so ridiculously over the top. It's just... They brought Han back, who died, but I'm still confused as to when he died because the timeline was so convoluted because Tokyo Drift apparently ended up taking place like after Fast 6 or 7. It's just, it's very confusing. They shot a car into fucking outer space. Okay, and I knew that already because you saw that in the previews. What you didn't know, though, is that not only did they shoot it into space, Going in, I thought, okay, they, they're just going to like go up into space and do something and like fall back down with a parachute. No, they went into orbit in a fucking Pontiac Fiero. I shit you not. Wow. Yes. A space shuttle is crafted with uh, s- like unbelievable amounts of materials and thick metal to withstand that. They sent a Fiero. Yeah. Into outer space, into orbit. Yeah. That's not how that works. Then there's a thing where Dom is chasing this, or getting chased in a car, and there's like a big grappling hook that he shoots into the side of a mountain and literally swings a, let's just, like a 4,000-pound car across a giant ravine by one grappling hook. And lands it. I mean, the car is totaled, but yeah, lands it. And that's at the beginning. I'm just like, you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and then it's also you get, oh, by the way, spoiler alerts. Um, there's a lot of flashback scenes, mm-hmm. like old, like that that show you how Dom's dad died. And this, his he had a younger brother named Jacob who ends up just magically showing up. And that's John Cena, who... As they're being, Dom is chasing Jacob, and Jacob jumps off of a cliff, and Charlize Theron's character comes down in a jet and catches the car. The car in the jet. Yes. And the whole basis of the is that Dom believes that his dad was an up and coming stock car driver, was right. about to go into the Bush series. And Jacob did something with the spark plugs that was trying to fix, quote unquote, fix the car during a pit stop. And when he goes out, the car fucking explodes like it it loses. It goes up and barbecue like Mm -hmm. just cooks him, kills the dad. So so Don believes that is that Jacob, who now again is working for the bad person, uh, that Jacob killed the father. And that's the basis of their whole feud. And they fight a few times and argue, blah, blah, blah. And then at some point, Dom begins to flashback again and sees that, well, Jacob makes a comment that, you know, I was trying to stop him. Dad was, dad, the reason dad died is he threw that race. And so then Dom goes into this like daydream flashback sequence where he recognizes that Jacob didn't kill him because family. <laughs> So now they're working together. 
And again, Han makes Han saves. I don't even remember. I don't know if it's Letty or if it's the sister, um, Jordan Brewster, Jordana Brewster, or whatever, Brian's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you quickly see him. You're like, holy shit. And was that Han? Well, then later they're all like having a meeting in their secret super spy lair, which again, these were like street racers and now they're fucking undercover or whatever super agents. Mm. Uh, and they're all having a meeting and Han just casually walks in like, what's up everybody. And everybody's freaking out cause they haven't seen him and he was quote unquote dead and he gives his somewhat explanation about how he's been behind the scenes with all these other characters that they've been interacting with. I, I wish I could tell you how it all happened, but I was at this point so like disinterested. I was right. playing Red Dead, and yeah, it's bad. All right. And then, and then, they they win the day. The good guys win. And they're all having family dinner mm-hmm. with everybody. Although... I don't think Cena was there, which is funny, but the whole group's sitting there and they're getting ready to eat and Letty or somebody says, okay, well, I think everybody's here. Let's, we can start. And Dom goes, wait, we still have an open chair. Cut to the street. A, a blue, like super fucking tuner pulls up. And then in credits. Hmm. Okay. Do you know who drove that car? No. Brian. Brian is Paul Walker, by the way, who wrapped his tree or, or wrapped his car around a tree and died. But back in what Fast Six or Seven. So you think they're gonna bring Brian back and just do the face swap with his brother like they did? Yes, I do. Oh, that's pretty stupid. Or. Even worse is that they're going to bring his brother back as Brian's, like, unknown brother, the right. way they did with Cena. Right. I can't think of any other thing that, that could be. It's, I, I don't know. That's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, thumbs thumbs way down. But, again, the, the way they left it, there's definitely going to be a fast 10. And there's definitely idiots that'll pay for it. All right. Which is why they're still making them. You want to talk about a good movie now? Jason Statham also made an appearance at the very end, Hmm. which might lead to him rejoining the series. We know that The Rock's not coming back because he does not like... One Vincent Diesel. That one, yeah. So, yeah. That was the bad movie I watched this weekend. All right. And now let's talk about a good movie I watched this weekend. Right. The Suicide Squad. The yes. Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad sucked. Yeah. The I Suicide mean, Squad. Yeah. I won't say it sucked. It wasn't great. It had its moments. Joker was horrible, but Harley and Jai Courtney and uh, Will Smith were all good. Um, the, uh, Amanda Waller was good in her role mm-hmm. as an asshole. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't just a complete bomb, but it... it it wasn't. You know, it's better than BVS, but it's still not not good. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, the Suicide Squad, made by one James Gunn, creator or not creator, uh, the guy that brought us Guardians of the Galaxy one, two, and soon to be three, and it was fucking fantastic. Yeah, it really was. 
I I was a little. Uh, there will be spoilers, so go watch it, then come back and listen to us at this point. Yes, um, definitely go watch it though, because yeah, yeah, it is it's very if you're very into good. the comic book scene, comic book movies. Um, obviously, you know, don't take your kids though. No, this was here. The best way I can describe this movie is Deadpool meets Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That's that. That was the movie, right? I I think they they may have narrowly escaped an NC seventeen rating because of the gore, uh, the rather large men, uh, male appendage you see at one point. Um, lots, uh, probably not as many cuss words as Deadpool, but still quite a bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it was it was good. And I at the very beginning of the movie, I didn't even know Michael Rooker was in it. Yeah, and I thought I didn't even know he was in it, and it looks like he's going to be the star. And and you got Jai uh, Courtney's back as Boomerang. Uh, then you had some other you know new guys that were kind of hyped up. Pete Davidson, Pete Davidson, Nathan Nick Fillion, Fillion yeah. uh, and they were you know we thought, wow, this is going to be awesome, and then they all fucking die in the first. <laughs> 30 seconds, not 30 seconds, three minutes of the movie. Like Probably just 10, but all right. Eh, whatever. It wiped the fuck out. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then we get the flashback, and but you still, you don't see those guys again other than real briefly. But I thought, wow, how are they going to do that? Then they introduce us to the, the newer people, which is Ratcatcher 2, uh, King Shark, uh, Polka Dot. I don't even know what his name was. Captain Polka Dot or whatever the Polka Dot Man. Uh, who was that, by the way? Um, uh, well, I know one thing he was in. He was the uh, the Dark Knight. He was the guy that Bruce inter- or uh, Harvey Dent interrogates and, until Batman tells him that he's like a schizophrenic. I just don't know the actor's name. He's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. he was dressed up as one of the cops. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What is his fucking name? Okay. And uh, Idris Alba is like the leader. Um, what, what was his name? I'm thinking Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was. He was awesome. Um, again, Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Yeah, Viola Davis. Viola. She was. She was phenomenal. Um, where's he at? Da, da, da. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't know his like super villain name, which is the problem. Still looking it up, folks. Just relax. Polka Dot Man. It's still not. Yeah, it's not showing that for some reason. Okay, whatever. Who gives a shit? Um, I do. Damn it! Well, I want to know what his name is. So oh, gonna... it was Polka Dot Man. Da- David. I can't even say his last name. All right, well, that was worth it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but anyway, uh, as far as the movie in whole, as a whole, him yeah. and King Shark stole the movie. Yeah, they were po- Polka great. Dot Man and King Shark, literally, that's there's your reason to watch. They are the entertainment, and they were, King Shark especially, Sylvester Stallone, without appearing on screen for a single second, was the greatest thing about the whole movie. Just hilarious. Uh, Harley, Margot Robbie... Very good. Obviously, Idris Elba, also awesome. But uh, as far as who carried the movie, and Cena was fucking Cena really Cena was awesome too. 
Yeah. He really was. And there's a twist with him, but yeah. So again, for the comic carrying of the movie, Polka Dot Maya and King Shark. But John Cena and his interaction with Idris Elba, fucking phenomenal. The best. <laughs> yeah, but. Or, oh, you don't brag about it. You do if it's dope as fuck. <laughs> I love two and uh, two arguments they get into, and he goes, "I'd do anything for freedom." We, oh, would you suck a dick? This beach was covered in dicks. A bag of dicks. Su- a bag of dicks. Yeah, yeah. This beach was covered in dicks, and I suck all of them for freedom. <laughs> I'd do it. <laughs> what was the other one? Like, I, oh, I love freedom. It's like I don't care how many men, women, and children, children I, have I have to kill, kill for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which it yeah it turns out that that is exactly right. What? I wouldn't really. Whatever. Um, we already said spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I was surprised with how that whole scenario ended. Yeah. Um, the big <laughs> monster at the end is like, it's terrifying. It, hold on. Question. Uh, isn't Starfish's slang for butthole? Do you think that has anything to do with it? <laughs> That's another Do you think Cena there's a connection? Part. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, uh, like I said, if you enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy and or Deadpool, You'll like this movie. Even if you're not a comic book fan, whatever, uh, check reality at the door and watch it, if nothing else, for the entertainment because it is every bit of that. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Great characters. Characters are very well-developed and real feeling, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I have a complaint, it's Javelin, the Javelin. Saw that coming a mile away. Yeah. With with how it played into the story. Yeah. Soon as yeah. I, I told her I, I called it. I was like Javelin right, right there in that area and Yeah. Yeah. Uh the rats were entertainment. Yeah. From Rat Catcher. Right. I don't know I might have to look her up because I don't know where she really fits into the DC comic universe. And and like who she's an enemy of. Oh thing. oh, I'm sorry. Do you do you know Javelin's whole backstory? You big Javelin reader were you back in the day, huh? No, but he wasn't significant to the story as Ratcatcher was. True. I mean, let's be honest. The the hero of the whole fucking show or movie was was her. Yeah. And, and her little friends. Right. Uh, kind of saved the day. Polka Dot Man isn't exactly an A-list character either. No, I, I believe I, when the movie was coming out and they were talking about it, he made a couple of appearances, but yeah, it was one of those people I'd never heard of until right. this movie. Right. Uh, well, same thing with Peacemaker I'd never heard of, but right. I've been out of the comic loop for a while. But uh, I, I'm, I'm all in now on the Peacekeeper show. You know they made a series already, right? No. With Cena? Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I, I don't know if it's on Peacock or what, but it's like... Probably HBO Max, I'd imagine. Uh, that could be, too. But so it's like Warner- six six episodes or something like that. But yeah, a Peacemaker show is is coming. Already been filmed. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if it's an origin story or... Well, I guess kind of has to be. Yeah. Um. Uh, of all of them, I would say the biggest surprise... HBO Max, which, obviously. Yeah. The biggest surprise to me was uh, Nathan Fillion's involvement. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty big star, you know? Right. And, and was highly touted in the, the build-up to the movie. And 
like I said, he gets he gets what? 90 seconds of total screen time? No, he gets a little bit more than that. Not much. I mean, he has this one little action sequence and yeah. Yeah. As as the rest of the whatever the first the first squad, first unit just gets absolutely decimated. And then of course we have the very ending post-credit scene and learn that one of them is still alive. Yeah. And it's it's not who you're thinking it's going to be, but yeah. James Gunn, awesome. Uh, D or Warner, I don't know if it's Warner or DC, has already said that they are definitely going to find other projects for him. Right. Um, and given that I think Marvel's probably done with him after Guardians 3. Probably. Um, because it's Disney and they're fucking idiots. Uh, I would love James Gunn to, to take over some of the DC properties. Right. You know, only good things can happen with that. Yeah. Which character would you give him? Whichever one he wanted. Well, no, not true. Not would be true. your first offering, I'd say. Can't give him Batman or Superman. I would agree, yes. Um, it's just just based on, and who knows, maybe he could do great, but based solely off of what I've seen out of Guardians and now Suicide Squad, it's got to be some something, someone, some character that he can take into a lighter, you know, lighter side of things. This thing, Flash, maybe. I could see the Flash for sure, right? But with his experience, as far as taking lesser-known characters and making them great in a movie, mm-hmm. because let's be honest, most people didn't have a fucking clue who the Guardians of the Galaxy were. That is correct. Yes. Myself included. Yeah. And he put out two phenomenal movies, and I have every reason to believe the third one's going to be every bit as good. Uh, And same thing with Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad. Mostly unknown characters, with the exception of Harley, but made them great and entertaining. So, if I were going to pick one or two DC characters that I would like to see him do something with... Booster Gold. Oh, good call. Yes. Booster Gold, Blue Beetle. Oh, okay. Was was really good. Witty, snarky. Mm-hmm. I could see him fitting into a James Gunn thing. He's um, like my favorite play character to play as is in Injustice. Green Lantern being yeah. being the Guy Gardner version. Mm. Kind of a hothead. He was the redhead that um again. Not your typical Green Lantern guy, so I could, I could see that being James Gunn. Um, Booster Gold, I think. Bo- be, I yeah. I think Booster would be awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I know very little about Booster, but what I know about him, yeah, that would that would be perfect. Yeah. Um, and I mean Booster, he was almost as strong as Superman as yeah. far as his powers. Uh, Blue Beetle, I could see because he had no powers other than a a flying beetle ship that he rode around with and he was kind of acrobatic, but I could, you know, fucking star Lord didn't really have any powers either. So he made that entertaining. So yeah, that's uh, I'd like to see something like that from, from James Gunn. Um, Again, I would not want him messing too much with, with the mainstays, Superman and Batman. They're a little, little too dark, gritty, you know, whatever. You can handle dark. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he could, 
go in that direction too, but it just seems like he has a niche for light comedy to, and to, action combined. To play devil's advocate, do you know who directed The Joker? Todd Phillips, the same guy that directed Road Trip, The Hangover movies. Fair enough. Yes, you're right. Old school, so. Yeah, no, I, again, I, I don't want to doubt him. It, the the three movie, movies that I can tell you that he directed that I watched have all been pretty damn good. So, Did you ever see Slither? came out like 15 years ago. I've heard of it, but no. It's it's like a horror movie, but it's like self-aware. It kind of knows it's kind of a little silly. Um, yeah. Dark, that, but also like... Is that him? Yeah, it's him. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was the first one he directed. Huh. Gotcha. Yeah. Michael Rooker's in that one, too. Michael Rooker's also... Dude, it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was John Cena, Michael Rooker Day in the old house here because they're both in... Fast Nine, uh-huh. and they're both in Suicide Squad. Yeah. I had no idea Michael Rooker is in Fast Nine until literally, I didn't either. literally the first scene you see him. I'm like, holy shit. He, he literally opens both movies. He's the first guy you see in Suicide Squad, and he's the first guy you see in Fast Nine. Nice. And Fast Nine, he's like the the pit boss, kind of a callback to his rowdy, rowdy Burns days from uh, Days of Thunder. Did you mm. ever see that? Really? I, think I, I watched the ending. In, in your watched. household, as a kid, you never watched Days of Thunder? No. You little rednecks running around? I, I know. I, it didn't happen. It actually wasn't bad for a NASCAR movie. Yeah. Uh, it's entertaining. Michael Rooker's great in that, too. Plays an asshole and has kind of a bit of a redemption storyline as the movie goes on. But, mm. um, I loved... <laughs> I'm looking at his picture right now. I loved Pete Davidson's death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just his face just absolutely gets blown off. Right. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah. What and else? again, if you have HBO Max, you can watch it for free. So, Or if you have a streaming device. Yeah. But give James Gunn your money. I didn't, but you should. <laughs> I mean HBO Max, it's kind of it's honestly worth no, it is, the it, amount of movies you get. And, yeah, HBO Max of all the streaming services out there, that one is definitely worth having. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of stuff on there, and if you watched, uh, if you want to know what what's on HBO Max, just watch Space Jam because they literally put every fucking character <laughs> that's available on HBO Max into that movie. So, yeah. kind of like a free trailer for HBO Max, which, right? Again, we talked about South Park. Yes. Big news from the uh, the studios. They have signed a new deal with Comedy Central slash, or actually MTV Studios, I think is mm-hmm. the name of it. Uh, but basically, South Park is going to be on uh, Comedy Central, as Trey puts it, through season 75, I think is what the joke was, but it's actually through season 30. Yeah. Which is five years. I think they're in season 25. Or yeah, like 2026. Yeah. And they agreed to do... How many? 14 original movies before 2026. Yeah. How the hell are you All on do Paramount that? Plus. Yeah. I think they're all going to be spinoffs of South Park. So that'll be interesting. Like you're going to have a bunch of like side characters get their own movie kind of thing. I don't know. It could very well be. Or yeah. we'll see. I mean, look how many like mini series or even seasonal shows that they've had that have been continuations because mm. we already know that they can put together a 30 minute or 22 minute 
episode of South Park together in five days, six days, whatever it yeah. is. Uh, there was a documentary about it. Yeah. So you just figure tie five of those together and call them a movie. Because, look, they're not going to come out with a two-and-a-half-hour epic. No. They're going to be 90-minute movies, which they can knock out in right. two to three weeks. So they're going to be very, very busy. Right. I I do worry that it might be a little oversaturation. Mm-hmm. And I think you might be onto something with the lesser knowns, different, you know, whereas you don't want to put Stan and the boys through too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe feature Jimmy or PC principal. And yeah, there's, there's a lot Randy. of side characters. Yeah. Well, Randy's, Randy's been me. very heavy the He's last kind of couple episodes. Character. Yeah. Not like that's or a, bad a couple thing. seasons. Oh yeah. No, definitely one of the, one of the better ones. Mm. Um, Maybe, maybe a re- nah. They wouldn't. I was gonna say they could always do a thing with Chef. No, but yeah, do I don't think the relationship but, between him and oh, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Well, they could do it. <laughs> Some somebody can sound like. Well, of course he, he's Darth Chef now. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. We haven't had an actual season of South Park now for. Almost two years. Mm-hmm. They had the they've had the specials, mm-hmm. which again have been two hour. Well, I mean, there you go. They had. I don't know. They were one hour. They're shows. an hour. Yeah. What? How many? There was two. The pandemic special and the vaccination special. Okay. So yeah, there there's a movie right there that they've done in one year. <clears throat> I don't know if I counted a movie though, because it's an hour. Well, if you put the two together, that's a movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's two in one year, and they have to do fourteen in five years. Five years, four and a half, I guess. But yeah, they're going to be busy. Yeah, for sure. All right, so good problem to have. All right, well, I think uh, that's probably going to wrap it up for this week. Don't you agree? Yeah. Check. Uh... Oh, you know what I did forget to talk about? Messi leaving FC Barcelona. No, absolutely not. Um, back to the Steelers. Did you see the whole James Washington thing? Yeah. Well, now they're saying that that's not true. Mm. So, uh, for those of you not in the know. So, news that turned out not to be news. Well, yeah. It, it came out that he was asking for a trade. James Washington, basically our fourth wide receiver, who I think can be a good one if given the chance. I really like James Washington, and I don't want to see him go anywhere, uh, especially with the uncertainty of one Juju Smith-Schuster. After this season, but anyway, now they're saying that that is not the case and that he's been doing great. So we'll see. But yeah, and no, I don't give zero shits about Messi and whatever sport that he plays. Are you being sarcastic? No, I know he plays okay. soccer. I just I don't care. The only soccer I care about is Led Tasso. Hmm. Led Tasso. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ted Lasso, three episodes in. Again, great show. Check it out. That is going to uh, wrap it up, I think, this week, right? Did you have anything else? Yeah, let's end this piece of shit. <clears throat> That's not very nice to say. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, thanks for tuning in. We will definitely be here next week to uh, talk about whatever there is to talk about. Go from there. I'm your host, Dees. That's Dylan. Bye-bye. See ya.